So, Inside Out, um, a Disney hit from a couple of years ago, and it's the story of this girl. Her name is Riley. Riley is 11 years old, and everything is good in Riley's life. Uh, Riley grew up in Minnesota, in the Midwest, and she, but her family have now had to move to San Francisco. And the story is about Riley negotiating this move, her dad's new job, the family's changing circumstances, a new school, and new friends. And we get to see inside Riley's head at her emotions. There are five core emotions. And what's interesting about the film is it's based on good psychological research, as we're going to see later. They had two um, psychologist advisors uh, advising the film. And these are core emotions. So we have sadness, we have fear, we have joy, we have disgust, and we have anger. And they live inside Riley's head and they control how she behaves and responds to the challenges in life. And as Riley goes through the day, she goes through experiences at school and she collects memories. And the memories in the film are symbolised by these marbles. And they, the memories have emotional content. So the yellow marbles are happy memories. But then as she goes through days, there's, there's, there's fearful memories and there are sad memories. And then when she falls asleep at night, the memories get sorted out. Some of them get played out in dreams. Some of them get dumped. Some of them get sent into long-term memory. And others become what are called core memories. Things that make you you, make you how you function. And this is Joyce looking at her day's work. As you can see, Joy has had a good day today. Most of Riley's memories from this particular day are happy memories. So she can sit back, pleased with her day's work. She's kept Riley happy today and her memories are joyful. And the film progresses and Joy is trying to control. And we'll see as the weeks go on how the plot unfolds. But uh, just to introduce the emotions to you, I thought we'd show a short clip from the beginning of the film. So this is three minutes from the start of the movie to introduce the five core emotions. So there you are. Five core emotions. Anna, you have an activity for us to do. Excellent. Good morning, everybody. Um, emotions, they're a funny thing. We have the capability of experience a ver experiencing a very wide range of emotions. But actually... We're not that used to naming how we feel. Can you name how you are feeling? School word coming in here. Synonyms. Synonyms for feeling. Um, turn to the person next to you. How many other words can you think of that mean the same as happy? Thank you. Anyone want to shout one out? Go on, Caitlin. Ecstatic. That is a very good one. Anyone got another one? Any other words for happy? Elated. Joyful. Yes, there's quite a few. How about sad? 
How many synonyms, other words, can you think of for sad? can we be feeling yes sorry unhappy the opposite of happy excellent any other words for sad yes gloomy I like it yes Eeyore I am very gloomy okay excellent Caitlin heartbroken you might be in some instances yes and what about oh this is a bit more of a tricky one fearful any other words for fearful What have you got? Hit me with it. <laughs> yes. Scared. Yes. Well done, Kai. Yeah. What else might you feel if you were fearful? Frightened. It's a good one. I like it, Bethan. Ooh, long word. You've been doing your homework. Good girl. High five. <laughs> Amazing stuff. There are actually loads and loads of words for all our feelings, and they come in sort of degrees. Now, I've got a challenge for you. I'm going to go around and hand out sets of pegs. The pegs have synonyms for the main feelings from the film. Charlie's going to go around and hand them out. Thank you. Okay, in little groups, we have a poster for sadness with a ribbon underneath. We have a poster for joy over here, a poster for fear over there, a poster for anger by the back door, and a poster for disgust on the post just back here. Your task is to decide which of the core emotions the emotions on the pegs fit into, and you have to go and clip them to the ribbons on the right poster. Go. Okay, let's have a quick look. Thank you, Kai, well done. Amazing. Okay, I'm going to do a very quick tour around and let's see what you've found out. So, under joy, we've got playful, satisfied, creative, valued, confident, thankful, content, ecstatic. Amazing. Under fear, we have unease, scared, <laughs> um, worried, Doubt, dread, hesitant, yep, feeling threatened, amazing. What do we have over here? This is my morning exercise. Sadness, okay, so feeling worthless, feeling lonely, feeling anxious, feeling isolated, feeling hurt, excellent. Disgust, I admit, was a little bit harder. I had to look more words up. <laughs> um, so, revolted, appalled, horrified, critical, dismissive. Excellent. And um, we had anger right at the back. What do we got? Um, betrayed, outraged, furious, bitter, indignant, loathing, jealous, out of control, infuriated. Most definitely. And that's just some of the words. This is kind of the abbreviated version. If you want a slightly more in-depth version, 
there is the wheel of emotions. For anyone who is interested, I do have copies of this. They will be at the front. If you wanted to pick one up at the end of the service, then you are more than welcome. So there's an awful lot of things that we can feel, and they're kind of graded, but they fit into these core emotions. And that is the way God has made us. Now, the August services wouldn't be without a memory verse. (laughs) And it normally falls to me to introduce the memory verse. (laughs) So, here we go. So, this summer's memory verse is, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And that is from Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. And our challenge to you is to learn that this summer. So come September, we can come up to any one of you and say, what was the August memory verse? And you'll just be able to say it. (laughs) So to help you... I have set you a challenge. Right, there are three different colours up there. This side of the room are red. The middle of the room are green. And this side of the room is blue. You have to stand up and say you're part of the verse and sit down. Then the next part of the room stands up and says they're a bit of the verse and sits down. And then the next bit. And then we all stand up at the end and say the white bit. Are you ready? On this side, after three, stand yourselves up. For you created my inmost being. Excellent. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Brilliant. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Everyone all together. Psalm 139, 13 to 14. Amazing. That was just the rehearsal. Let's see if we can get it a bit quicker. Are you ready? This side. Up your sound. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139 verses 13. Excellent. Well done. Now, just to find out how much you were paying attention, I've extracted three words. There are prizes. If you can remember what the missing words were, (laughs) who thinks they know? what the first missing word was. Hmm. What was the first missing word? Kai. Created. Let's have a look. You are correct. Okay. Now, this prize is very special. You are not allowed to open it until the end of the service because it ties in with what's going on later on in the service. Okay. For you created my inmost being, you what? You what, Rosanna? Knit. Knit me together in my mother's womb. Well done. No opening till later. (laughs) You knit me together in my mother's womb. I what? I what, Jamie? Praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Well done. Okay. There is another chance. I've taken out different words this time. (laughs) For you created my inmost what? Being. Being. Let's have a look. Well done. Okay. You knit me together in my... Sophia? Mother's womb. Well done. You ready? Well done. 
I praise you because I am fearfully and what? Bethan. Wonderfully made. Well done. Excellent. Psalm 139 verses 13 and 14. Don't forget it. So having introduced you to the five core emotions, we're turning to our, our focus for today. Today's emotion is joy. And uh, take a look at the screen as we introduce joy to you. So joy. I took a look through the Bible at the places the word joy appears in the scriptures. And the first one that I thought was in the book of Nehemiah. And this line that I'm sure many of us will know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I thought it's fascinating when you see joy in the film. She's the strong character. She's, she's star-shaped and she's always taking control and running the show. Joy is a strong emotion. And the joy of the Lord is our strength, it says in Nehemiah. The Psalms are full of joy. Um, Psalm 126 says, when the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, basically when he rescued his people, it was like a dream. They were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing thing the Lord has done for them. And yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. In the Psalms, you have David celebrating the joy that he feels at the goodness of God. Fill me with joy in your presence, he says in Psalm 16. But then other places where joy appears, there's some parables, some stories that Jesus told in Luke chapter 15 about things that got lost. Do you remember those stories? There's the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. Things that got lost, and Jesus told stories about them. And when the sheep is found, it says, celebrate with me because I found my lost sheep. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who changes both heart and life than over 99 righteous people who have no need to change their hearts and their lives. So there's joy when lost things are found and when somebody turns back to God. When the lady finds her coin, celebrate me with because I've found my lost coin. And I tell you, joy breaks out in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who changes their heart and life, when they've been found. And finally, we have to celebrate because this brother of yours was dead and alive. Remember the, the prodigal son? The son returns and the father throws a party, a joyful celebration because he was lost and is found. So there are a few of the places that it appears in the Bible, but there's another place as well. When uh, Jesus talks about the vine and the branches and said we should be like the vine, permanently attached to God, part of the vine, remaining and living in God, remain in me and I in you. And at the end of that story about the vine and the branches, Jesus says this, as my father loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. Just as, my, just as I kept my father's commandments, remain in his love. And I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, love one another as I have loved you. Jesus tells these stories so that you might know joy, so that his joy might be within you. And I highlighted the number of times love appears in that few, few verses. There is something about the relationship between relationships and joy. Love and joy. There is some kind of connection there. And as we remain in God, as we remain in Jesus, he promises us fruit of the Spirit. And of course, one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. 
joy. Joy. Joy is the gift of God to us. And it's a good gift, isn't it? I mean, it might be elusive sometimes, but we all know when we've experienced deep, a deep sense of joy, whether it's the, the day we became a Christian, whether it's the, it's the day we gave our life to God or, or the birth of a child or something else in our life, a time when we experience great joy. And that joy, that emotional experience, is the gift of God to each one of us. Our emotions are a gift of God. Okay, for this part, I need four volunteers. I love the fact that you have no idea what you're volunteering for. Um, Caitlin, up you come. Yes, up you come. Do you want to come up? And do you want to come up as well? Brilliant. Okay. Um, can you very carefully make your way up onto the stage? There we go. Ooh, up the steps. That's it. Stand in the middle. There we go. Okay. We are thinking about things that make us joyful. Could you stand there and hold that for me, please? Could you stand there and hold that for me, please? Could you hold that one? And could you hold that one? Brilliant. Okay. Um, So what things make you guys happy and joyful? Can you name me one thing that makes you happy? Fabulous answer. There you go. Brownie points for you, clearly. <laughs> Caitlin, what makes you happy? Going on roller coasters. Okay, that scares me silly, but if it makes you happy, brilliant. What makes you happy? Staying over at your cousin's house. Wow, you've scored brownie points there. <laughs> what makes you happy? Having sleepovers with your friends, amazing stuff. Okay, um, now I've got some things that make me happy, and I thought I'd just let you know about them. Um, I know it's completely the wrong time of year, it's Christmas, but you know what? Seeing just the right size Christmas present under the tree, having given out lots of hints in the weeks and months beforehand, makes me feel very happy. Could you hold that for me, please? Okay, Caitlin, what have you got in your bag? Excellent ice cream makes me very, very happy. I do like ice cream lots. Okay, what's in your bag here? Have a look. Excellent. Pull it out. Okay. Um, now, I'm going to get severely told off if I actually open this, but, <laughs> but the latest gadgets, saving up your pocket money in order to buy the latest in gadget that you really want. Okay. And what have you got in your bag? Ah, yes, that is me getting ready for going back to school. I must have the latest accessories to go back to school because I want to look the part in September. Now, the media and society are constantly telling us that the ultimate goal in life is to be happy. It's what we deserve and it's the state that we should strive to live in, constantly being happy. Advertising tells us that we should have the latest gadget, the latest piece of clothing, the latest stationery. What is it that you are supposed to get your hands on in order to feel happy? But once we've got those things, how do we actually feel? Um, I am going to let you do something incredible today. I'm going to let you open my Christmas present. 
I trust you that you'll actually give it to me once you've opened it. So rip it open. This is the perfect size. It's the present that I really wanted. I dropped all those hints. I know the box is the right size from Amazon. Open it up. Is it what I was looking forward to? The anticipation is amazing. I really want this present. I really want it. I really want it. What's inside? Really? You couldn't buy me what you wanted? <laughs> you bought me socks? Oh. I guess some presents aren't just what you want them to be. Okay, Caitlin, can I have some ice cream, please? You've eaten it all! Where's my bit? Oh, that was my favourite flavour as well. No ice cream. Oh, no. That's no good. gadget and it works for a bit but then daddy gets overzealous with it and flies it into the ceiling and it breaks or the connector gets lost and actually it's not the best thing in the world after all and as for that lovely pencil case I thought this was going to be the best thing when I got to school in September but Four other people in my class have bought exactly the same pencil case. So now we don't know whose is whose. And we keep fighting over it. And blaming each other for nicking each other's stationery. We try our hardest... Thank you. <laughs> we try our hardest to fulfil this sense of happiness and joy by going out and using material things to fulfill that need. But it doesn't last. We get so focused on trying to find the next thing that's going to make us supposedly happy that actually we miss out on what is going on here and now. God made us capable of feeling a wide range of emotions. And that was for a reason. He knew what he was doing when he created us. He wants us to experience all those emotions so that actually we can be fully alive. Thank you very much to my amazing volunteers. Don't open them yet. There is still one more talk to go and you will find out exactly what these are for. Thank you very much indeed. So, where do we find joy? Where does joy come from? Um, I, if, if it's not from material possessions, if it's not from the next gadget or the next thing that we've been waiting for, where do we find joy in life? Well, I read some research uh, preparing for this, um, and somebody had done some research into lottery winners and people that had been in an accident and ended up in wheelchairs. And they asked them, which, they asked the general public, which of these do you think is going to make you substantially happier? And of course, everybody thinks that the lottery is going to make you substantially happier. But actually, the research they found is one year after winning the lottery, your level of happiness returns to exactly the same as it was before. If you were a glass half full person, you're now a glass half full person 
with a lot of money. But your level of happiness hasn't changed. And actually, if you end up in an accident confined to a wheelchair, if you were quite an optimistic, buoyant person beforehand, after a year's time, you return to being generally optimistic and buoyant. So these things don't make us happy in the way that we think they will. So where do we find joy and happiness? Now, you'll have known by now if you've heard me preach a few times that one of my favourite teachers is a, a, a Christian psychologist by the name of Brene Brown. And she's done lots of research into emotional well-being. And I was basically going to rip off a section from one of her books for this talk. But rather than do that, I managed to find a clip of her in three minutes saying it in her own words. And she's far better than I am. So watch the screen. Did you catch that? It's not joy that makes you grateful, it's gratitude that makes you joyful. Which makes me wonder about the practices we have about saying grace. Just simply saying thank you before a meal and having that as a practice in our lives. When we pray, when we sit down in the evenings, maybe to say our prayers with our parents, to be able to say three things today that I'm really grateful for. Dear God, thank you that I had chips for tea Thank you for my friend whose house I went to play with and thank you that you're healthy. And getting a practice in our families of, of three things that make you happy and or three things that, that you're grateful for. And actually we might find, if the research bears itself out, that's a way of inviting joy into our lives. So I've got a question for you. We've got a craft activity for the kids. So in a couple of minutes, kids, if you want to come down with a parent or on your own, Anna has an activity where we're going to create um, some gratitude spirals, write some things you're grateful for, and then they hang them in your bedroom and they spin round. Uh, you come down and do those. Kids, bring a parent with you if you want. Adults, while the kids are doing that, I want to invite you to turn to the people around you and look at two questions. Share a time you last experienced joy. Where's a time in your life where you felt just incredibly joyful and share that with the people around you? And also, then perhaps the second question, how are you going to actively practice gratitude this week? So how are you going to find a way to actively say thank you for the good things we experienced this week, which is while the kids take part in the craft activity? Just before we do, Anna's got one thing to mention the Skittles. For those of you who got a packet of Skittles earlier in the service, this is where they come in. They are called Thankful Skittles, and you will notice I've stuck a piece of paper to them. And whenever you take a Skittle out of your packet, there is a colour-coded chart on the front. Whichever colour you take out, you have to think of something that you are thankful and grateful for as you eat that coloured Skittle. So if you find a red one, think of a person you're grateful for. If you eat an orange one, a place you are grateful for or feel joyful in. A skill you are grateful for, something that has happened to you that you are grateful for, and something in general, anything you pick that you are grateful for. So as you eat your Skittles, be thankful and grateful. Eat your Skittles and share your Skittles with those who are sitting around you. <laughs> if they lucky. have to participate. So adults, you've got a couple of questions to think about. Kids, there's a craft activity. Let's uh, five minutes or so to do this. Okay, folks. Good, good. Uh, the kids. The kids are going to carry on with their craft activity, so we're going to give them an extra five minutes to finish off their uh, gratitude spirals. But as they do that, we're going to move to singing our final hymn together. And I just want to um, at the front here. 
there's a gratitude scavenger hunt. Now, it says a gratitude scavenger hunt for kids, but hey, we're all kids at heart. So it's 20 things for you to find. Um, some things in your home, some things around the town. Uh, why not take it away this week as a practice to experience gratitude and search out things that you're grateful for. That is down at the front. And then one last thing we'd like you to invite you to do before you head into tea and coffee is round at the front you'll see there are some yellow pieces of tissue paper. Um, and you'll see we've got the beginnings of the train of thought appearing on the track up there. The train of thought is a feature within the film. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to watch it. But we're going to be adding a carriage each week and we're going to be decorating the carriages. So our first carriage for joy is down at the front. Um, Either while we sing this hymn or as you head out to coffee or later on or in some quiet moment, take a piece of tissue paper and tuck it in to the wire to decorate it. And give thanks to God for something that's good in your life. So thank you, God, for this fellowship and the many friends that we have here. And we're going to decorate these during the week. And then we'll add, and by the time we get to the end, we'll have created the train of thought and decorated it. Once you've stuck your your piece of tissue paper in, there's a small card here for you to take home and put in your wallet for the week. It has a psalm on it. Um, There'll be five of these. So if you find you're around all summer, you'll collect the full set. So do take one of those to put in your wallet.